Hello and welcome to Supergirl. I'm Spiros. And I'm Kim. And we are here to discuss Supergirl season... Two? <laughs> episode 13. Yeah. Not 12. I have 12 <laughs> in my notes, which is a mistake. Title of this is Mr. and Mrs. Mixie Splittick, <laughs> I think. Sure. I think that's how you say yeah, it. Yeah, that's how we'll say it. From here on out, it's, it's mixy. just Mixie. Uh-huh. So uh, if you're not familiar with this character, Mixie Splittick... Uh, he's a fifth dimensional being, and we we talked about him briefly at the end of last episode. He's a trickster, basically. Yes. And uh, he landed in Supergirl's pad, and he's right there, and he's like, pew, snapping his fingers and like flowers and candles, and he's basically setting the scene, and he pops up a ring, and he gets down on his knee, and he's proposing to Kara. Kara? Kara. That's how they always <laughs> say it on the show. I always say it wrong. It's Kara. It's actually Kara. <laughs> And it's probably, I write it with a C, it should probably be with a K. It is with a K. <laughs> it is with a K. It is with a K. <laughs> Whatever, they're all intermingled. Yeah. You know what we're talking about. But before we get any further, what's your, what's your eh rating for this one? <laughs> is it because you're sick that you didn't I, like it? Sure. Because I enjoyed we'll it. I mean, I didn't think, I didn't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had... I mean, it was a Valentine's Day episode. Exactly. Like the holiday the ones, episode, yeah, you know, they're usually not like... In-depth anything. Right, which right. Is fine. They're sort of filler episodes. Yeah. But usually I like the filler ones. <laughs> I mean, I usually always love the Halloween episodes of whatever Yeah, series. but you love Halloween. I know, but so. I mean, even like we just watched American Housewife. And, yeah. You know, the Valentine's one, it amused me. But it was basically the same story... In American Housewives, as it was in Supergirl, which was people have relationships and not everybody wants the same thing on a particular day or whatever. Love, love, love Love languages. languages Yeah, love languages. This is American Housewives, not Supergirl. Realize you're a dude and you don't like it, right? But the the point being, it, it. Yes, it was an episode, but at the same time, it wasn't really an episode. Yeah, you didn't have to. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I would say I enjoyed it, but I agree it wasn't... I enjoyed it. I just wanted more trickstery stuff from Mixie and less, I'm on L and I'm a man. <laughs> you know? We like, got a whole lot of that this it episode. It was too much. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it was. Um, I do like how they resolved that. Yeah. Though. That was that was good. That was really if good. If it wouldn't have ended like that, I would have been like, I'm out. No, yeah. No more Supergirl. <laughs> like, whatever. But I agree. I think it would have been a lot more fun to have more trick string from Mixie mm-hmm. in the show. There was honestly very little of yeah. it throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, a big setup in this first scene that we were just talking about with all the flashiness of the flowers. He zaps her into a wedding dress. He zaps Monel in his underwear to the DEO, which I which that made that me giggle. Me. That was funny. And basically lays out that he's been watching her through the dimensions and he wants to marry her. He loves her, blah, 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 whatever. So, yeah, we're going to change this up a little bit. We're not going <laughs> to actually break this down scene by scene. Here's the whole point of the episode. We got to get rid of Mixie Spiggity. Spiggity. Yeah, get rid of Mixie. We got to get rid of Mixie. In order to get rid of Mixie, you got to make him say his name backwards. I feel like that was a cheap out. That was a cheap that out. That was a total cheap out, 100%. which we'll get to. Yeah. But there's a few major arcs. In this episode, they're all love based because it's Valentine's Day. Um, I did (laughs) like what was going on with Wynn. Yeah, that That was was cool. I did like what was going on with Alex. Yeah, and them that was cool. And and I did like the resolution 
of what was going on with Monel and Supergirl. Yeah. That was also good. So in terms of like the small stuff, which we talk about them All being the good at, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is kind of funny because we're bagging on them <laughs> for kind of focusing on all the relationship stuff, which is where we were talking about but, they're, they're good at that. And they are really. What's bothering me about it is Monel and the way he acted. Yeah, I agree. The like, way he acted was over the top. 1950s. Right. Like know. a greaser then, punk. Also, I mean, besides Monel acting that way, you have Mixie. I mean, it's a totally abusive relationship. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, like 100%. So, Mixie it, was like a fun joker in a way. To, sure. you know, with Supergirl <laughs> as the kind of Harley character. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the domestic violence? Sure. Well, we'll I mean, that. he wanted her for his own reasons and not because he actually loves her. And that's the same thing with Joker. He's got this pathos, yeah. you know. So, if you, if you want to say that, we'll say that. But... <laughs> I mean, it was just, it, as a woman and as a feminist mm-hmm. and women's studies minor, blah, 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 it was just no. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Monel was totally cringeworthy in, in this episode. And, and I mean, Mixie really was too. Mm-hmm. Because he just keeps coming in and talking about how much he loves her and how awesome they're going to be together or whatever. But he clearly has not a, a care for what well, Supergirl actually wants. And then, you know, when she gets to the point where she's like, no, he's like, well, then I'm going to just destroy the world. Right, exactly. I mean, come on, that's total domestic. Totally abusive. Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, so totally not cool. Uh, and then Monel, like you said, he was just Mr. Macho. Um, didn't care what Supergirl was saying. He wanted he wanted to to put the beat down on yeah. Mixie. The one thing I liked about how Monel was acting in this episode was the fact that after all of this was done, so let's just let's the the okay. <laughs> Here's basically what happens, and then we'll get into talking about the things that we want to talk about here. Right, basically. You got to get Mixie to say his name backwards. Monel just wants to literally kill him, like actually wants to kill him. He says him. that's what they do on Daxamon. Yeah, they just they smash him, they yeah. crush him, they destroy him. And the only way to make them leave is to get them to say their name backwards. So you got to say click, whatever. I can't even say it. And Monel knows this, but he doesn't tell Kara until later on. Right. And she gets pissed at him for not telling her right away. Rightfully so. Yeah. Rightfully so. He shouldn't have withheld that information, but he wanted to take care of himself. Physically, he yeah. wanted to actually kill the guy, and how we end up getting rid of him is getting him to say his name backwards. So what happens is, and I knew like the but he minute, doesn't say it backwards. No, I know, I know. We're gonna get there, but <laughs> the the other thing that that actually bothered me about it, and, and I'm wondering how how you feel about this, is like the minute um, he said he wanted to marry her, like at the very beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. I knew at some point she was gonna say, "Oh yeah, I'll marry you." Yeah. And I obviously it was going to be a trick, yeah. But I knew that Monel was going to take it, and and what I was worried they were going to do is use this to derail what they had started with Monel and Supergirl finally getting together. Yeah, they didn't, thank God. But how did you feel about them using that? Because I I was kind of annoyed because that's super tropey. It is, but I understand at the same time. I mean, she even says, you know, who knows if he was listening and if Mixie was listening and to their talk or not, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can see that, which is fine. She needed him to not know anything about her plan. Right. Which is fine. And that makes sense. But at the same time, he could, she could have texted him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know if fifth dimensional beings can read the zeros and ones of a text message or not, but it seemed like he was, you know, 
peeking through her windows, watching her every move. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, this is true. I mean, there's ways she could have communicated with Monel what her plans were. Mm-hmm. She didn't do it. I don't think if you're in a relationship, it's all about communication. Right, right. Which, so. I mean, we've talked about them. Your point that they don't know what he's listening in on, that is a valid point. But they could have found, I think they, had they wanted to, they could have tried to find other ways to communicate. Exactly. But the setup for this whole episode really was that all of the relationships were going to have this friction throughout the course of this episode until it came to a resolution at the end. And the friction between Supergirl and Monel was Monel basically being a dude bro again. <laughs> And Supergirl wanting him to not be a dude bro and let her handle this the way that she wanted to handle it, yeah. which was to try to get get rid of him without bashing him into the ground. Yeah. Which... <sighs> the way they did it, though, to me, it's The not way right. they did it, it was weak, right? Because her trick was, okay, we're going to get married. Well, it goes back to Hank talking at first because he wanted to send... Which was... They needed to put that in so at the end that they could do it. Yeah, but it was still stupid. It totally was, and I agree. I'm, Hank wanted to send... Um, McGann. McGann a uh, Valentine's Day card um, via waves Telepathic of... <laughs> wave juice something? <laughs> Whatever. Um, what annoyed me about that was that all of a sudden now the Martians are telepathic all over the damn place. Yeah. I whatever, but to me it seemed like more like Wynn was gonna send it over the airwaves. To yeah, Mars. like Wynn was literally the guy sending out Type the message. So okay, that's fine. Um, but then Hank goes on to say, you know, in some ways, having it written down actually means something more. More I, than saying say, it, yeah, or something, exactly, something, something like, like that. that. So that sets up the trick at the end. Yeah, which is Supergirl says she's gonna marry Mixie. She says this in front of Monel, who's freaking out. She says the same stuff they were saying before to Monel. We're not right for you. You're just a stupid Daxamite, blah, 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 which gets Monel out of there, which is what she wanted so that he was safe, basically. Yeah. And then he said, then she tells Mixie, I'll marry you. I want to stick to kryptonite traditions on kryptonite soil at the Fortress of Solitude. Noon tomorrow, we'll do this thing. Yeah. So he's all happy. You know, right? Uh -huh. And then they're in the Fortress of Solitude. The, I liked her arrival. So she arrives in her Supergirl costume and not in a Vera Wang wedding dress. And she's drinking a glass of orange juice. And the reason why she's drinking a glass of orange juice is earlier on in the episode, there's like four things that Mixie can't make her do. One is kill herself. One is drink a glass of orange juice. And he has no idea why. Um, what were the other ones? Couldn't make her marry him. Yeah, and there's something. There's else. something else. They know. didn't really matter. No, it didn't. Yeah, the point was she, she the 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 point of her showing up was to show her defiance to him. Mm -hmm. So she comes in in her Supergirl suit rather than in a wedding dress, and she's drinking a glass of orange juice, and then talky talk about love. But what she does is she seals the fortress, and she turn. Apparently, it's got a giant nuclear reactor essentially, and she's gonna blow it up yeah. to kill herself. The first thought you had was the first thought I had, which was when she initially was doing it, we thought she was trying to kill him. Yeah. And you were like, what's to stop him from zapping out of there? But it wasn't to kill him, it was to kill her. And one of the things he couldn't do, like you said at the beginning, was he can't stop her from killing herself. Yeah. So the trick is the code to deactivate the over the self-destruct is his name backwards. But he never says it. No, he doesn't say it out loud. Yeah, she makes him type it in. Yeah. And because of this little thing Hank said at the beginning of the episode, that's suddenly good enough 
for for it to you know, work and send him back to his own dimension. And if if that was his culture and they believed that, that'd be one thing. But this is Hank's culture, so yeah, it's like no, it, it felt super cheap to it was me. Crap. Yeah, it needed to be like it would have. It would have been more interesting and better to me if the code, if she said, you know, this is you the code, and you need backwards. to say, yeah, and and not even like say your name backwards. She just like say, say this is the code, and you know, whatever, spell yeah. it out for him or whatever, you know, and and like essentially force him into saying it. Mm-hmm. To me, that would have been almost more powerful it w- because more powerful. she here he is trying to force her to do something she doesn't want to do mm-hmm. driving her into this position where she's literally willing to sacrifice herself to kill everyone on yeah. earth and all of her friends exactly you know so, but for him to say it backwards is you know it would be a redemption of sorts right i mean still not a great i mean i it sucks because i like his character mm-hmm. i really enjoy that playful character and but I mean, you know, he's like a Q too. I mean, he he isn't he is an asshole. Yeah, Sometimes he might I'm be like playful, assholes. but he's an asshole. He <laughs> <laughs> can make stories more fun. Yeah. Uh. So after this, we wrap up the arc, and we'll I think we'll after this we'll go back to <laughs> to the other relationships because I just want to talk about the relationships yeah. because they are really there's, what made this this really episode. Nothing else going on. Yeah, there's really nothing else going on besides that main arc of getting rid of Mixie. Um, in terms of like Supergirl, right? So after she gets rid of Mixie, she goes back and now she can talk to Monel. He, you know, he comes to her apartment. He apologizes. He apologizes. Like that's the first thing yeah. he does. And I thought that was good. And his apology, it doesn't justify how he acted like an arrogant dude, bro. But what he said, I felt was realistic yeah, and true because he's talking and and he alluded to this earlier in the episode too because he was talking to win at one point and win asked for a little bit of advice because he's like girls are always throwing themselves at you uh-huh. and he's and and uh monel said something about how um you know it was much easier back on daxum when he just object objectified and used women yeah. uh, and didn't actually care about them and win was kind of like okay that was a little weird <laughs> but you know I guess that was to show that Monel was was struggling with these emotions that he's feeling. Yeah. And and in the apartment he basically says, you know, he he's never felt like this for someone before and he's never actually dealt with all of the emotions you have in a relationship with a person. Mm-hmm. Doesn't justify him being a dick. Yeah. But it's an under people are flawed. Right. And so if you if if we're thinking about the fact that people are flawed and people are going to make mistakes, you can forgive him for it, especially because he apologized and he's confronting the issue that caused him to act that way. Don't let that be a cop out all the time. either. No, I agree. No, I mean, if he continues (laughs) to do you're allowed one time. Right. After that, it's like, no, bye. Yeah. If he continues to be a dude, bro, and then just every time justifies it. I mean, that's that's basically an abusive relationship and that's not cool. Right. So. The end of the episode was agonizing because they have them mushy talking forever. And I'm like, just just have them kiss already. And of course, they got to drag it yeah. out. But they did. They kiss. And that was the end of the episode. And that was awesome. Yeah. So they're on. And, and that's great. I'm calling their relationship Mon Girl. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's the Mon Girl ship. Whatever. And it has <laughs> wind in its sails. Wind and it's out. going. And that's awesome. Now, the other... Two relationships that we're dealing with this episode are Alex and Maggie and Wynn and this new alien woman. She looks like a vampire from Buffy. 
Yeah, she does. That's She's got all, like the like, like the lines across her forehead. She, she does look her, like a vampire from Harmony? Buffy. Was that the Her Yeah, it was Harmony. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Was no. Harmony? Harmony was Harmony was like the the airhead. Yeah, vampire. but I mean, when she turned into a vampire, when her face turned vampire. Yeah, that's how it looked. How yeah, yeah. The, the the sort of prosthetic, the makeup yeah. look is the same. But what happens is we see when now we're obviously we're jumping back towards the beginning of the episode here. Wynn is in the bar and he's trying to get a drink and these dudes like bump into him and slosh his drink and he's clearly having a bad Valentine's Day. He's moping about and feeling sorry for himself a little bit. Yeah. And he orders another drink, some alien beer, whatever. And these these two dude bro aliens are like, that's a drink for weaklings, basically. Yeah. I can't remember what they said. You were going to say the P word. I was. I did. Yeah. I could feel it in you. <laughs> it's for weaklings. Yeah. So anyway, so they start basically shoving him around. Yeah, they were going like, to hey. beat his ass. And then um, Lara comes up and beats them instead. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, thanks. Yeah. And what I liked about that, too, is, is you know, he, he says thank you. And then he says something about, you know, I, I was I was handling it okay. Or yeah. I was I had it taken care of. And and Lyra says something along the lines of because he clearly didn't have it taken no. care of, so she says something along the lines of, "Yeah, I'm sure they would have died choking on your bones or something." Yeah, like, <laughs> while they were eating, you. right? While they were eating you, which was which is pretty funny, but clearly there's like an intense connection between them right away. Mm-hmm. Um, Lyra's coming on hard and strong yeah. with Win, and Win seems reluctant and unsure, uh, but they they agree to actually have dinner. To kind of go out on a date. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Wynn's going to get a girl? Like, this is cool. Because he's sort of been like... A, personless. Yeah, personless ever since he he professed his love to... Kara. Kara. <laughs> back in season one. Yeah. And, and he's just been win, fun win, you know, guardian wingman yeah. win, but not like when I'm developing as a, as a character on my own. So this is, this was interesting. It was. And then they go back to her place or his place and they have sex. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, and we don't see that, but that's clearly <laughs> but what they did. It. Right. So like that was their first date. Like, yeah. like he, she beats up the guys that were about to beat him up and then they go and they, they have fun. Uh-huh. And then later on. Uh, and this doesn't take up a lot of the episode, but I think it was a powerful part of the episode because they meet at a restaurant. And she's like, I'm surprised you called again. I thought it yeah. was going to be a one-off and mm-hmm. that's all we got. And and initially I thought it was actually still like the first date yeah. because he had talked, he, when he went, uh, you know, before they went back to, to, to his place, he was like, you know, I got, um, he, they, he had gone to the bar to meet her for the date. And they were going to go to dinner or something. And he said something about, you know, I got, he was late. And she said, I hope you had a good reason. Yeah. And and he said, yeah, I got reservations at whatever this fancy restaurant is, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then they didn't even go. They just had sex. And so I thought this was like, now they're going to dinner. Yeah. But it was like a second. A day later. Or yeah, a day later or something, a second date. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what she's saying basically is that she's not used to, to, to humans calling her or wanting to be more involved. They just think of it of, as an experience. Exactly. The novelty of, of getting jiggy with an alien yeah. girl. And Wynn essentially says, you know, I you're not a novelty experience to me. I was reluctant and worried because I'm worried about opening up because I've kind of had my heart trampled on a couple of times. And she's like, me too. Yeah. And, and he, him talking was really, 
it was really it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Like when he was sort of talking about this and he starts almost like not quite but tripping over his own words, talking about like, you know, I I, I care about the you know, like you are not an experience. You are potentially like a complicated relationship, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you realize like, whoa, relationship, maybe I'm going a little bit too. And he's like, and he kind of reels it back in. He's like, maybe we should just take it slow. And they kind of just hold hands for a second. And you see, um, when kind of like perk up a little bit and I'm got, they didn't show it, but it was like, she was playing under the table footsie. And she says, take me to where you live. (laughs) And that was, that was the end of that. Yes, ma'am, he says, and that was the end of that scene. But it was it was really great because I, I like that they're tackling, you know, complicated relationship types, essentially race and, and you know, different gender and other issues through these alien and other relationships. And that was a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. And I like that Wynn, you know, gets a relationship. Yeah. And I like that Wynn's getting some character development here because... While he's funny as typey, typey, bangy, bangy, I, you know, pull up information whenever it's needed or, you know, make things whenever it's, it, you yeah. know, it, it's it, it's another trope. It's just a one note. Exactly. It's it's two one note for somebody who in in the first season was a much more developed character. Yeah. So he deserves more. And I'm glad that we're getting that. And then the final relationship we we have arcing through this episode is Alex and Maggie. Uh-huh. And... And that one was interesting. Yeah, at first, you know, Alex gets a card from her mom, like, every Valentine's Day. And she's like, I know it's dorky, but, you know, it's, you know, I like it. And Maggie's like, I hate Valentine's Day. It's stupid. It's made for the masses of stupid people. And they're all stupid and stop being stupid. So, not quite like that. But, yeah, that's how she felt. Um, (laughs) So, Alex is saddened by this. And instead of communicating right then and there and saying, hey, what exactly don't you like about it? You know, um something bad happened perhaps on a past valentine day so alex basically kind of you know jumps on the hate valentine's day bandwagon with alex because she doesn't want to upset her essentially by saying you know i do like valentine's day whatever whatever uh and and that kind of ends that that's the breakfast scene at alex's place and then uh, later on, we see Alex talking to Kara about this. They're having like a sister talk. And, and again, you know, this is why I did like this episode. I yeah. mean, I, I what we were talking about at the beginning, it was a filler and it wasn't like a, a great episode. Like yeah. last episode was better, hands down. Yeah. But I still enjoyed this episode. And, and part of it is because the relationships are really strong. Um I think I'm just so disappointed because, I mean, they are, you know, with Alex and Maggie, mm-hmm. you know, touching on a subject that is not super popular for a lot of, you know, shows to talk about and whatnot. And, you know, and then the alien relationships or the mm-hmm. race relationships or whatever you want to do it, you know, they're talking about these very important subjects. And then they just go back to the 1950s with Mixie. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's why Indeed, I was... Bro. So disappointed. I can I mean, see, I think yeah. That's what it was. I can see that. There's a schism I mean, there. If I just disregard that, then I think this was a good episode. Yeah. But unfortunately, that was like half of the episode, so it's kind of hard to disregard it all. Yeah. You know, I I understand what you're saying there, and 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 thinking about it that way, I agree with you. Mixie wasn't a great story arc, and no. he and it makes me sad too because normally I like Mixie's mm-hmm. character. You know, I mean. Sure, he's a jerk and everything, and he's in the comic books too, but he's just, it wasn't playful enough. I don't know. It just, 
it wasn't enough for me. <laughs> so hopefully he comes back and I or someone like him or something and just yeah. makes it more fun. I don't know. Yeah. But back to the relationship, we have Alex and, and Supergirl having girl talk, sister talk essentially about Valentine's Day. And Alex is talking about how um, Maggie doesn't like Valentine's Day. And, and Supergirl basically says, well, maybe you should just make it like an Alex Valentine's Day. What does she like? And, mm-hmm. and Alex is kind of saying, well, she likes guns and scotch and tiramisu <laughs> And there was one other thing. I don't remember what. Uh, bonsai, bonsai trees. trees yeah. Right? Uh, and and so, you know, Supergirl essentially says, well, you know, make her a, a gun scotch tiramisu bonsai tree Valentine's Day, yeah. you know, experience, whatever it is. Uh, and, and that's what Alex does. You see, uh, I think they're at Alex's apartment. I don't mm-hmm. know if it, whichever apartment so. it is. Maggie walks in and you see a, a, a tiramisu cake on the table. With the bonsai tree next to it. And a bottle. And scotch. a bottle of scotch. And there's a note that says... Uh, there wasn't any guns, though. That was kind no. of disappointing. Well, it said <laughs> it said something like, hey, lady, put down your gun. Yeah, I know. And have a drink. And and Maggie, like, freaks flips. out. Yeah. yeah, like, she flips out. Yeah. And, and initially, I was, I was annoyed by that. Until she revealed why she was flipping out. I'm still annoyed by it because it's like, just talk right away. Well, right, right. No, I agree with that. Like the communication, if they just talk, this kind of stuff wouldn't be an issue. But I mean, again, people are people. Ugh, you know, if you, everything's no, perfect. You can only say that so far. <laughs> stop it. These no. two are still in a new relationship. No, stop and communicating still with kids. me. Stop talking. I don't want to hear your nonsense. <laughs> uh. What we find out is that... Uh, Alex, or, or I'm sorry, Maggie, actually kind of lied to Alex at the beginning of their yeah. relationship when she when she said her parents were cool with her coming yeah. out and being gay. And, I mean, she told Alex that because she didn't want Alex to freak out and not tell her parents. She right. She wanted a better experience for her. Which, which, which is fair. Is, yeah. But then to have something like this blow up, that comes back to your point of communication, which I 100% <laughs> agree with. But people, whatever. Anyway, uh, what we come to find out is that Maggie's parents were far from okay with her coming out. Um, she essentially had a best friend in high school. When she was 14. When she was 14, who she thought felt the same way for her well, that she felt. I mean, not exactly. She didn't say that. She said she was the first woman that she realized that she had different feelings right. for. So she sent her a Valentine's card and put it in her locker and asked if she'd go to the dance with her. Mm-hmm. And this woman or girl, girl. whatever you want to say. Um, 14-year-old teenager. Yeah. Okay, this teenager. There we go. Um, showed the Valentine's card to her parents. And then her parents showed it to Maggie's, Maggie's parents, parents. And then her father kicked her out of the house at the age 14. Mm-hmm. Which is horrible. And unfortunately, that happens to a lot of GLBT people. Right, right. And I mean, it's... It's sad and it sucks. And yeah, people are <laughs> people are jerks. Yes, <laughs> and and what and what I what's nice about that it's it seems stupid for me to say there's something nice about that, but in terms of the writing and the show, what's good about that is that it's not just a perfectly happy everybody is gay and the world is a, a big place. gay happy family and yeah. everybody's okay with it and loves it it's not. because it's not and that's a real thing and so for that to 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 provide. Um, not to provide, to, but to provoke some trauma and difficulty in their relationship, I think is a realistic thing to yeah, have happen. Uh, and and they have to work through this, which they do throughout the course of the episode. Um, later on, we have Maggie and Supergirl at the DEO, both looking for Alex. Maggie to apologize. Supergirl, I think, just 
for no reason other than she needed to be at the DO at the same time as Maggie. <laughs> so they could have this conversation. So they could have a very short conversation, yeah. which which the effect of which was Supergirl telling Alex um, telling Maggie. Telling Maggie, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, you know, maybe... It means a lot to Alex, and maybe you need to find a way to show her that it means yeah. something to you. Too. Yeah. And it was kind... I mean, that... They they obviously felt like they needed something to give Alex permission, essentially, to, to switch how she felt about Valentine's Day or whatever, right? But to me, that was pretty weak. To get Maggie, yeah. Yeah, because basically what you had was Supergirl telling her, you know, whether or not you, you like Valentine's Day, you, you like need to like Alex it because like of it. Alex, right? Yeah. I, as to my I don't know that Supergirl had all that much. I know Alex told her about it, but yeah. I don't. I doubt she told her. We don't know if she told she her the whole story. She didn't tell her the whole story. Because right. Alex, she didn't tell her, but... Yeah. Yeah, so they just needed Maggie away for Maggie to switch her mind. Which, you know, if, if we're going to get picky, because <laughs> we haven't yet this episode, so we may as well with this one. Um, you know, that's kind of, it's it's stupid, you know, because that was a very traumatic thing to happen to her. Exactly. I mean, she gets kicked out of her home. Mm-hmm. You know, she has to go live with her aunt until she's 17. Um, that's... That's a huge traumatic experience. Right. And just to be like, oh, sweetie, just get over it. Yeah. And then Maggie's like, oh, I'm over it. I, I eh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, and that, that's the problem I had with that, too. Yeah. It, you know, it was, it was a device to allow them to fix the, the rift in the relationship between Alex and Maggie. Yeah. But it was maybe a little too easy and, and too callous towards Maggie. Yeah. I because, think so. you know, we're simply saying, here's this traumatic experience. It, get over it. It happened to you in the past. It's done and over with. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it shouldn't mean anything to you anymore. Yeah. When obviously it, it still did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I, anyway. I think I would have liked it better if um, Alex and Maggie had sat down and just had a conversation yeah. about it. On the couch. Yeah. And with some ice cream. And, and not, some scotch. Exactly. And maybe a gun. <laughs> maybe not the gun. Um, but, and just yeah. talked. Yeah, just talked on the couch mm-hmm. and instead of Maggie doing the big elaborate thing for Alex at the end. Yeah. I think that would have been a hundred times better. Yeah, I agree. That would have been, because what ends up happening is, is Maggie essentially stages a dance, a for, dance Alex. for Alex. She, Alex goes back to her apartment. There's a, a box with a yes. note that says, yeah, put this on and come to this particular address. And she goes to the address and, and Maggie's there. And, you know, there's balloons and music. It's just the two of them. Yeah. And and they dance and, you know, oh, everything's wonderful again. Uh-huh. And Which, I mean, it was sweet, but like we said, I mean, if they would just... It would have been more meaningful. Exactly. A lot better, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, some good things Did I in bring this you episode. Down? <laughs> no, I mean... You're all like, I liked it. And I I'm did. like, it's and all I, duty. There was, a lot, there was a lot to like in this episode. Yeah. Okay, I I agree, I agree with what you say. I didn't really like the whole Mixie arc. Yeah. I was excited for it, I was but too. I was maybe I was too excited. Maybe that no. You know, because I, I think you know what we were both hoping for huh. an episode like when Loki shows up on Supernatural oh, because wonderful. he really those are really well written and really fun. Yeah, when Loki's on Supernatural and he like messes with the guys, yeah, which you know. Is awesome. But you know, like like Mixie messing with with Supergirl was basically 
conjuring up a monster in the middle of the street yeah. uh, that, you know, she goes out to fight and then he comes in dressed like Superman, but he's got a big M on his chest, you know, to, to essentially prove to her that he can help her, you know, be a better super or something, yeah. right? Like it just wasn't, it wasn't trickstery or fun. It was just blunt yeah, and, and ham-fisted, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. So sorry if I brought you down there, baby. That's okay. I mean, <laughs> that's why we like to talk about these and share our thoughts <laughs> about the episodes because they're good they're good and bad to it and and yeah. it wasn't all bad for me and I'm and I feel like these last few episodes have all been better. pretty good and better <laughs> and and still going on track. I'm not going to lie, I haven't brought it up once but I'm just going to drop it in real quick. Oh. The super problem's still super. <laughs> Because there were a couple of stupid her things. Uncle at the end. Yeah, he's made of ice. Why don't you just use your heat vision and instead of flying around him, so he can swat you down like a fly? Yeah, I'm just like, come on. Yeah, it was it was just silly. This is in the ice in in the fortress of solitude, and when she tells him, "I'm not going to marry you," blah blah blah, he's like, "Well, you know." He gets irate. Yeah, and he statue on to life. Yeah, a giant ice statue. And, and like you say, instead of laser blasting it and just melting it, she decides to fly around it in circles. Like, what, are you what possible do? What purpose does it do? serve to just fly around it yeah. in circles? I mean, I mean, eventually she breaks it through the middle. And, yeah. You know, but. But do that first. Use your eyeballs. Or laser blast it yeah. first. Right. Like that kind of thing. Still a problem. Yeah. At any rate, we'd love to know what you guys think <laughs> of this episode. Was it a thumbs up, a thumbs down, or a thumbs in between? What do you think of Mixie? What do you think of relationship developments? Do you think we're being too harsh on the writers for the way they dealt with Alex and Maggie's relationship uh, and, and how they treated uh, Maggie's past trauma? Yeah. You can tweet me at Heniatis and Kim at Heniatis, And you can check out all kinds of other great podcasts and fandoms over at purefandom.com. We'll be back next week to recap the very next episode of Supergirl.